following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Okay, everyone places. This is the final scene, so let's make this one count. Quiet on set. Places, everybody. Welcome to the Producers. Lights, camera, podcast. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Producers. As always, you have the Wizard of Jaws and the Quote King, Austin Kelm. What's up, buddy? Happy Monday. Yes, sir. We are back. Another week Monday. on time this week. On time. On time. Uh, you know, on time or early is, is usually the rule, but sometimes you got to be late. Right, right. On, on time is late. Uh, and late is super late. Last week, we were two days late. Today, we are on time. We are ready, rocking, rolling, rocking with the rhythm, Barbara Ann, to do <laughs> Jurassic Park. That's for the music podcast that you just you cross-platform. <laughs> we have too many. We don't need another one. Are you correct? Correct. For the love of God. Oh, make it stop. L- listen, I just, I enjoy the pop culture references. Like, I enjoy, like, throwing things in like that. Uh, and that is why I am the wizard. Uh, you can keep it. That's fine. I, I quote things. That's where it's where my brain goes. I can't turn it off. There is no switch for that. Here we are. Yeah. Well, uh, and by here we are, we are rolling back to the days of yore. Yeah. 90, 93. You're going 93. This and week. We're, we're, like, we're doing 93. And we're going to a movie that brings back creatures from millions and millions of years ago. You know, what's really funny about this is like there was a period here in the early 90s where like cinema must have just been crushing it just simply based on the fact of some of the movies that we've chosen for this podcast have come out in like 93, 94. Right. And that's totally an accident. I didn't really realize it when we did it. But every time we look this up, I go, oh, there's another 93 there. huh? Yeah. Okay. They were just killing it this year. Yeah. Like just across the board, like so many good movies in like a year and a half to two year span. Yep. And this is probably why like nothing that comes out recent like currently seems very good and well i think you know what i think think there's no more there's no more original ideas in hollywood everything is a a, a reprint a rewrite a rescreen a sequel uh you know what i mean it's you want to get fancy it's a prequel some of them are good Oh, right. This is is to say they're all bad movies but if you're looking for a brand new cinematic experience you might be disappointed well, and, and a lot of it, too, is like they bring back older ideas or they have a new idea, but they try to overdo it because they try to be new and different. Sometimes tried and true works. Right. So like this this movie, Jurassic Park, stemmed five other movies, one that's coming right. out soon, like either yep. end of this year, or early next year with Jurassic yep. World three. And like. And there was how of- many years in between like the first three and then the next three. Right. This, this wasn't like a Star Wars thing where they were kind of like there was like books already written or like George Lucas already had it like in his head. Right. You know, this was just, oh, like we'll wait 20 years and hey, we don't have any new ideas. So let's let's dust off Jurassic Park and we'll just rehammer this all over again. Yeah, let's let's see how we can adjust this. And instead of like it being a remake or a kind of a standalone thing, it was 
another sequel, which was really cool. Right. Um, you know, so the, and, and we're talking about the OG today. So we're talking about, you know, all the original characters, all the original people. I mean, Samuel Jackson was in this damn movie. Right. <laughs> it's like before Samuel Jackson was Samuel Jackson. Right. Before he was mother effing people all over the mother effing place. Uh, right. He was just a, a goofy kind of computer program, programmer named Arnold. Right. Which, what a weird deviation from what he became as an actor. Uh, right. Right. Uh, th- proof that you, you don't always have to be typecasted. You can branch out. You can do different things. Right. I mean, and even the, the the Samuel Jackson character even works as like Nick Fury in the Marvel franchise in a different way, but for the same reasons. It, it's weird, but like right. him as right. a nerdy computer programming here. Uh, Jeff Goldblum is fantastic. Just, awesome. I mean, he, it, it really, this should just be Jeff Goldblum as himself. Because right, that, well, I always feel like that's the case. Though, anytime he's in anything, you know what I mean. Like, like he's not playing a character; he's just saying words, and it sounds like him. And then that's where we are. And, right, like he just he just says lines, and like his character, I he, I feel like he's the dude who would be like, "No, I'm really going for like this here." And like he reads it six different times, and you're like, "I don't want to hear the difference." And he's just like, right. "They're not even close." Well, like, I, feel, I feel, you know what? It's one of those things where like he's he's got that voice. Like, you know, my brain, I can I can tell who somebody is like I love watching, like whether it be the Lego movie or whatever and trying to pinpoint which person's doing which voice. Right. But Jeff Goldblum's got one of those voices that it doesn't matter if I'm watching Jurassic Park or like Independence Day. And if I was only hearing his lines, I would know that it's him and what movie it's from because he just has that going on. Yeah. And I think that I think friends of ours were watching the league. And he does a cameo. I think he's like Ruxin's dad. Right. Or something like they show up. I'm like. Is that Jeff Goldblum on the league? And they're like, yep, good here. And I'm like, well, I, I know I'm a loser. I don't know why I knew what that was, but here we are. No, but I agree with that because I'm I'm not nearly as in tune with that as you are. Like, I'm right. I sit there, like, I'll watch an animated movie or like the Lego movie or whatever. And unless it's like an iconic voice, I'm not, I don't sure. think like, oh, that's that's so and so. Like, you you do that. I like, you know, if if I heard Samuel Jackson on a Lego movie, I'd be like, Samuel Jackson as a Lego, but like, naturally. You know, and I feel like Jeff Goldblum is in that realm too, but like there's times if, you know, I, I feel like I could probably do that with, um, oh God, why am I blanking on his name? That gorgeous son of a bitch that plays Deadpool. Oh, Ryan Reynolds. There you go. Thank you. Oh my God. That was, <laughs> that's embarrassing. I, like I went, that guy, uh, who? Like, like, I feel like I would do that with, I could do that with him. Um, but that's more in his delivery in a sarcastic tone. But That's like, true too, right? Like, there's it's other not how times, he sounds most so much as how he's saying it. I don't even remember like what we were watching or what we were doing, and like, but the amount of times in our in our friendship that I've heard you go, "Oh, that's uh, you know, that's Chris Pratt." Like, right, right. Insert guy here, right? No, no, it's not. Yeah, it is. And I, mother, son of a, that is that is Chris Pratt. Like, it, it's it's uncanny the way you can do that. But Je- the point of that whole rant is that Jeff Goldblum has that voice <laughs> that you should be able to pick out because, yeah. He just sounds like Jeff Goldblum. He's not, he doesn't sound like a character. He sounds like Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum coming out of someone else's face. Right. And, and you know what? There's somebody else in this movie who's kind of like that as well. Um, Wayne Knight, who is just uh, Newman, for those of you who are uh, Seinfeld <laughs> friends. Hello, Jerry. Hello. That old, I, I can't not think of him as Newman at any point in this movie. And it really, and he, now speaking of somebody who kind of got typecasted as like the same nerdy overweight guy that's 
Well, that's Wayne for sure. And like his his character name in this is Nerdy. Like I'm looking at IMDb, Wayne Knight as Nerdy. Net Net Nedry. It says Nerdy. Shut up. <laughs> it says Nerdy only if you flip the D and the R and put them My in a different Dex order. Change, changing some, the name all together. Cut me some slack. <laughs> I was like nerdy. I'm like riding nerdy. Nope, that's not it. No, no. So it's ne- it is Nedry. Sorry, Nedry. I would have called him nerdy either way. So, well, so what, what kind of a name is Nedry, anyways? I don't even right. know what to do with this information. Your it didn't parents, help me your, your parents at damned all. you at birth at that point. Apparently, right? They just didn't. You were an accident. That's basically what they're telling you right there. But oh, in any event, man. so I love this movie uh, for a couple of reasons. It's uh. Now, and again, I'm a huge music nerd. So like John Williams and the music and the soundtrack, they come from this movie. It's there is I mean, I get goosebumps, I think, every time when they're they've just gotten to Jurassic Park. They're in the Jeep. You know, what I mean, they're on top of the hill and they're looking for dinosaurs. And then, you know, what I mean, like he stands up out of the back of it, like takes his sunglasses off. He's looking flabbergasted. And then there's that like it's really every single time it just blows yeah. you away. And like. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You son of a bitch, you did it. Yeah, right. <laughs> he actually did it. But like, and then you see all the dinosaurs for the first time in the movie, and the CGI was so groundbreaking and unbelievable in this movie that there are movies that come out today that don't look as realistic or as good as Jurassic Park did oh my God. in 1993. And so uh, we, we talked before we hit record here. I, I got Allie to watch um, Forrest Gump. And I'm right. like, one of the things I pointed out, which that was a 94 movie as well. Um, you know, the CGI of like implanting him into historical video, video that we've seen as historical fact and putting his face on it. Right, right. Being around President Kennedy President. and President Johnson. Right. Yep. They they put herds of dinosaurs on my TV screen that looked like they were actually there. Right. Or or the T-Rex, like, you know, chomping through the top of the, the Range Rover at the end of the movie. You know what I mean? There, there's but, so like, many things about and, and this like, movie. And that part, the best part about that is, like, that was an animatronic. So that thing was actually real, but it right. looked real. Not like a, the clunky, like, you can go to, like, dinosaur experiences today at, like, the Erie County Fair or the State Fair or whatever. And they look like these big, chonky, like, uh, I'm, like. T-Rex thing going to eat the car at the monster truck show. But like, that don't make, don't like make fun that. of Robosaurus. Robosaurus is a delight. <laughs> the car right, chomping set it on fire robot. But like, I get the, it. The, but like the dinosaur in this movie, which again, a, a movie budget versus the monster truck rally thing. Very true. In, in, in Western New York, right? right. But like, <laughs> when, when, you, when you talk about that, like you're sitting here thinking like, in 1993, they had the ability to make a, a, a completely electronic and nuts and bolts based animal look like it was real breathing next to you. Like right. and, and that coupled with the CGI and it looked the same, which is even right. more impressive. And you know what, really? And it, and it spawned into a bunch of stuff. So really, they did such a great job with this, whether it be from creating uh, a thrilling chase scene and being it being obviously very suspenseful and then sometimes just scaring the crap out of you. Not that this is like some, you know, slasher movie, um, but when like the Raptors or the T-Rex like come out of nowhere and start like he does that that bellowing roar that's like ear piercing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's like that scared the crap out of people like they're, you know, you leave the movie theater going with your kids and like the kids are looking around the corner because they're afraid they're going to get attacked by raptors and dinosaurs have been gone for 65 million years. <laughs> but so they did such a good job. That you're still looking around corners just to make sure that you're not going to get eaten by a dinosaur. 
like i i remember seeing this when it first came out like i, I don't remember, we didn't see it in theaters but when it came to like so to date ourselves a little bit do you remember back in the day things were released in theaters then they were released to like video rental places and then you could buy them yourself Right, right, right. Well, because that's the only thing that kept like Blockbuster in, in business. Because if you could just skip them altogether and just buy it, why, why wouldn't you? Well, I guess for uh, your favorites anyways. Well, and like, and, and that's exactly what happened to Blockbuster and Family Video between that and streaming services. Like that was 100% the death of Blockbuster. But, you know, so we went, we went as a family, we rented it. And I remember being like freaked out by like, oh my God, are these things like, can these things really, is this something that we can actually do? And like, of all the things we can do, allegedly, that is currently still outside of the realm of our scientific reach. However, right. um, it, was, it was so, so creepy. And like, do you remember he- hearing like just, like, just the entire thing, like they just, they created things that already had existed. It was just, you know, things that were already out there in the world. Mm-hmm. And that was the entire thing, it was just surviving an island with dinosaurs on it. Like, and one of the one of the greatest quotes of the of you know of this movie, uh, not great as far as like requotable, but like this movie in general isn't real requotable. It like Jurassic Park's not one of those movies that sneaks uh, its dialogue into my everyday life. Right, but like uh, John Hammond, all major theme parks have delays. When they opened Disney World in 1956, nothing worked. Doctor Ian Malcolm, yeah, but John, if Pirates of the Caribbean breaks down, the pirates don't eat the tourists. Like right, right. This I, is like, a little bit of a different problem. So like this is, and that that's why this is so groundbreaking. Like, it was a theme park, like, and with all the other iterations of like obviously Jurassic Park two and three, they rebrought they brought it back in Jurassic World, and then in Jurassic World two, obviously things had changed again. But it was a theme. It was a theme park. You were supposed to be able to go through, like, uh, ride on set like paths and stuff in the in the jeeps in the Range Rovers, whatever the hell they were, right. Um, and like just drive alongside and like see the cool stuff and like drive amongst the dinosaurs and like a more serious petting zoo <laughs> without real real uh, petting. Please, <laughs> please keep all your limbs inside the vehicle at all times. Why right, want to at keep all times. attached to you? Like you, you know, you're 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 in a normal like uh, roller coaster at a theme park. You put your arm outside and you run the risk of it getting caught and ripped off. But like you're in your little you know, thing tootling along, and all of a sudden you stick your arm out and they're like a raptor. <laughs> a little right. bit different like it's it's not that you might get caught on something it's that the attraction could come to you right and it really it's it's so popular that um universal studios has a ride you know what i mean like designated specifically to jurassic park and it was popular long after that the first wave of movies that we were talking about before were no longer in theaters and i'm sure it's gotten a nice um boost from all the new movies coming out but um I went to Universal Studios with my mom when I was, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. And really that was like, of all the things you see where there's like things that jump out and scare you. And I think we, we probably went around in the fall time when it was like, uh, I don't want to say off season, but kind of off season. But uh, that one scared the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> again, like you were legit in a car. And then all of a sudden, like, again, the dinosaur pops out of the trees next to you and just like, nudges the whole car and the whole car tips sideways on you or, you know, lifts up off the ground and slams down before well, it takes they, off. They, they've got the, uh, you know, like the, 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 the animatronic dinosaurs, like they breathe on you. It's hot air. Like you get like, the, uh, right, yes, like the yes. moisture. Like, so it feels like you're getting spittled on and stuff. And, yep. Yep. Yeah. Or like the brontosaurus like sneezes on you. 
and it, it's like spits mist all over you and you're like oh right <laughs> dino snot fantastic so the, this movie also stemmed uh, a great meme which we live in the world of memes uh, yes we do like and this was when uh dennis nedry i won't call him nerdy nerdy dennis nedry is uh meeting lou dodgson and it, dodgson you shouldn't use my name Dodgson, Dodgson, we've got Dodgson. <laughs> see, see, nobody cares. Nice hat. Dodson, what are you trying to look we've got Dodgson here. See, nobody cares. <laughs> like, and, and that mean like, oh, see, nobody cares. Like, so good, so good. Uh, this one easily answers the question of will it would it be made in 2021 because they're doing it. So I, yeah, right. So uh, like they took that question right away from us. Yeah, just it's almost like they don't care. They don't care about the podcast. They don't care to give us things to talk about. Um, Cool, cool little fun. I'm sure, I'm sure that I'm sure that's super cross. Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. We we won't make any more because we want guys to like talk about this. Uh, a fun fact from this movie is the uh, the movie and the book itself actually generated so much interest in dinosaurs. And I I know when I was a kid, I was like, ooh, dinosaurs. I don't know if kids are like that these days. Mm-hmm. But, like they were just so fascinating. The uh, paleontology actually ended up with a record increase in students because of this movie. Right, the universities were having to like I don't want to say turn people away, but we're like, wow, we need more textbooks. And we have to, like, we have to account for all these students because everybody wants to be a paleontologist nowadays. Yeah. Or not nowadays, but like in the late 90s, early 2000s when these movies first came out. Right. And now, so this, this ended up going into, obviously there, there were major malfunctions and issues uh, with the, the theme park itself. The dinosaurs got out. They had to like run away and get away. Um, and then- Man, spoiler alert. If you it was ninety three. If you haven't seen it, you're not gonna <laughs> figure it out. Right. If you haven't seen Jurassic Park in the last twenty five years. Yeah, uh, I'm sorry, not interested. Jurassic World. You understand the concept of Jurassic Park. It was just smaller, right? But uh, one of the interesting things that I do know about this is this is Jurassic Park one. Like the they kind of have like the the T Rex as like what you would refer to as like the bid the big bad of the movie. Right, right, right. Your your primary. Like you said, bad guy. But like it, 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 the thing of it is, is that it wasn't a bad guy. Like the, it wasn't a bad. Like it wasn't created to be a menace. Like it was created to be part of the ecosystem. Like part of the park that you can see and watch and whatever. And then in every subsequent movie, um, like they they make a point in uh, I believe the Lost World where they real you come across the. Was it the, there was a second island where they did a lot of the experimentation, a lot of the breeding and stuff like that. And it, that in, in the Lost World, they created the Super Predator. Um, and then in every movie since, it's kind of been a play off that where there's another newer, bigger, badder, like right in the, in the new ones, genetically modified. Right. Creature. Well, I think, and um, it, it's almost like they took the next logical step. Like, hey, everybody's seen a Tyrannosaurus Rex. The Tyrannosaurus Rex isn't, you know, entertaining anymore. It's if you, if you're going to a theme park, if you're, if that's the reason you're going and in, in this world that we have to create something new, we have to, there's no shock and awe value to something you've seen a hundred times. How do we, uh, you know, capitalist, how do we make more money? How do we keep this going? And there's always some greedy guy in all these movies pushing the envelope, you know, trying to make a buck. Right. And they genetically alter all these dinosaurs to make new ones. So, and like the, the cool, kind of the cool part about it um, in the lost world, it wasn't a genetically modified. It was just a, the type a, a type of predator that wasn't supposed to have existed. Mm-hmm. Um, 
at the actual park just because of how dangerous it was. And then in the third one, it it went even further. And then in the Jurassic world, that's when they were like gene splicing and like, um, like, well, I I think the Jurassic world two was the Indoraptor or something like that, where it could like camouflage itself. And it was like a, you know, basically a T-Rex meets a, a Raptor meets a, like two other types of like super predators and it was just this new world and like it was being genetically modified to like to sell to like for for military purpose right 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 where they based, could learn how to control them and, and use dinosaurs to, as weapons right right and like based on chris pratt's training of blue and the other raptors which they which his studies realized you know basically denoted that they were essentially pack animals like wolves who could be trained to run hunt and work as a pack and so on and so forth. And like so and, and that's just the evolution of the movie series as a whole which was really really cool right but uh yeah i mean it's this movie is fantastic and not only is it fantastic but the the line of movies that it stems was phenomenal too right i mean it had to be good when you're on movie number 6 right, right? you know what i mean yeah and they felt that, that it, it deserved to come back after you know a 20 year hiatus and the ridiculous thing is that, it, so like it, it cost them $63 million to make. It grossed $404 million in just, just the U.S. and Canada and over a billion dollars worldwide. So we're talking about just a box office home run or grand slam in every sense of the word. I mean, $63 million into a billion worldwide is, is insane. Right. So clearly, clearly people enjoyed it and it went very well. Yeah, I mean, and so Jurassic Park 3 came out in 2001 and Jurassic World came out in 15. Right. So like, I mean, 14 years passed. Right. And they, they, I mean, old characters that had survived the movies, like old ideas. And now where we're sitting currently in the Jurassic Park world and Jurassic World world is the, like, I mean, again, it's spoilers at this point. If you, if you haven't seen Jurassic World 2, <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Um, but they essentially let, like, so what? So okay. So Jurassic Park Two was when the T Rex got away in, like, San Francisco, right? Yeah, they tried. They tried bringing it to the states to be like a, a statewide. Yeah, to like to to bring attraction the, the attraction to like yeah. So that was so okay. So the second movie didn't have a quote unquote big bad either. It had it a t-rex that was like i need to get away from all of these things i've never seen before and i'm freaking out oh and you have my kid right like so i I take that back the 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 super predator started in jurassic park 3 and has continued through jurassic world but that was the first introduction to dinosaurs being on mainland not just um not just confined to isla major and isla minor which i I believe if memory serves were the names of the two islands um where like one was the park one was the lab essentially and right you know, so where we are now is Jurassic World 3 is basically the world of living in a world where dinosaurs live amongst us as just part of the world and the ecosystem because they've gotten off the island. They've gotten two mainland areas and here right. We well, they started like like mating and like forming their own ecosystem as if they would have if they were not in captivity. Right, because because they got out of the controlled environment of the Jurassic World theme park and are just out and oot and a boot as the Northerners of Canada would say, <laughs> and just I'm I'm actually intrigued to see where they go with it because 
I mean, is this going to stem into some weird, like, you know, humans versus dinosaurs? Like, is 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 every movie in Jurassic Park is humans versus dinosaurs? Yeah, but like, I'm talking like the U.S. government and military like bombing. Uh, well, or is like, is that where we're headed? Because that that will ruin the franchise for me. I will tell you well, that. I, well, <laughs> I think it would ruin the franchise. Period. Because if they like nuke all the dinosaurs, then there there are no more movies. Right, but like, it's just one of those things. And, and it, it every single one of these seems like well you could hit hit land like hit landfall on the no more dinosaurs like you could have ended after the first one and been like well there's just an island with some dinosaurs on it right right where, where could they possibly go they, they can't swim right and like because they didn't create like they they created they weren't supposed to create ones that could fly far enough to get off the island and get to mainland um and then like in three like they did and then they lived in like um areas with nets covering the entire area so they could only fly so far and they right. were, you know contained and every single time like they break containment they kind of expand a little bit further out and then oh boy here we go uh now they're just everywhere like I don't hey, know how, how many times you have to underestimate dinosaurs before they would learn right i mean right and, and and that's one of the things that like especially with the genetically modified versions that are that would then be out there potentially would be you know their ability to learn and grow and do more uh, and one of the cool things is at the end of, I believe, Jurassic World 2 or Jurassic World 1, one of the two, uh, the dinosaur that is, like the T-Rex that kind of fights the, uh, the that apex predator mm-hmm. is actually a throwback to the one that is like attacked by the super predator in Jurassic World or Jurassic Park 3. Uh, and they they showed that with the scarring on the back where like. In Jurassic World three, it like bites down and just throws it out of the way. Right, and it's the same one. It's the same one, which right. is kind of cool. Like, so they they do Easter eggs back to it. Like the, um, was it the, the mosquito in Ember is like the the top of the guy's walking cane or something like. Mm-hmm. Well, they, well, yeah. So John Hamm's got that that little mosquito that he's always gotten there, and then they 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 do reference that in a, a few times. But it's nice that they they at least kind of like paid homage to the first couple and, and tried to I connect them as homage. best they could. <laughs> Which I <laughs> hate tried to connect them way. as best they could. Um, honestly, like so, some of my favorite parts of these movies though is is the the subtle humor that they throw into them as well. That it's not all just dinosaurs rampaging and it's all super serious. But like even going back to the first one, like the the little kid who's a huge fan yeah. of, of of Grant or who played by Sam Neill. That he's like following it from car to car, and eventually, like, like you're looking at the screen, going, "Got this kid," you know what I mean? You want to just like smack yourself on the forehead with your palm, and then eventually, like, Doctor Grant's just like, "Which car are you going into?" And he's just like, "Whatever one you're going into." And he's like, "Okay," so he closes the door on him and like locks the door, and then goes to the other one. And then they get like all the, all the Triceratops droppings. They're like, "Yeah, we have to check like the fecal matter for you know what I mean to check his diet." So they're like, she like puts on an, a shoulder length glove and like has to like stick her arm in the gigantic right. pile of dinosaur crap. Like, and and, and that's a recurring thing because uh, was Jurassic Park three. They have to like reach into the um into the gigantic pile of dinosaur dung to get the sat phone that is that that he ate right with, like, right part right of a vehicle or something. And yeah, and they see it. And they're like, uh, and like reaching into get this satellite cell phone to make a call you know and as much as that's kind of like i don't want to say like a pratfall or like you know like it's easy to do poop humor in movies i thought that was excellently well done with an unforeseen occurrence that would happen if you brought dinosaurs back right 
Do you mean like they were sitting in a meeting like, okay, what do we need? All right, so we got to have a food source. Um, all right, we got to have electric fences. And they're like, they're, they're hashing out this park. And then somebody was just like, um, there's going to be massive piles of crap all over the place. You know what I mean? Like they are dinosaurs after all. He's going to poop a Volkswagen. Like, and we got to be able to figure it out. Th- this is literally the idea of like cleaning up after your dog when you take it for a walk. Right. If your dog was the size of if your dog was a triceratops. Uh, right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, and so kind of one of the things that they, they, they alluded to here at the end, as we go toward the newest installment of Jurassic world, which is the, again, in the Jurassic park franchise is the idea that they may have spliced dinosaur DNA with a human. I don't know. I, I actually just remember that, which is why I brought it back up. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that. It'll be interesting to see where they go with it, but you know, a, a dino human hybrid would be like, yeah, let's, let's make them more intelligent. Right. So, um, that is going to be about where we have to wrap this because we're getting close to the time and we might even be a little bit over our standard. That uh, never happens. No, we, we never just ramble. Um, what's your uh, what's your clicky clacky rating on this one, bad big boy? Ooh, just, so this one, this one, one, this one's an all timer. So this this one's right up there. Um, as as far as unbelievable soundtrack, where again John Williams is just I, he, again he's in a hall of famer. He's a legend. He's number one. Um, and especially with Spielberg and everybody else, um, and all the movies that he does that I'm going to have to give this one, uh, a four and a half, um, Ooh. almost, almost, almost a perfect score. Um, but like I said, uh, Jurassic park, I would think would be good for everybody, but there's gotta be people who don't like, I really, they're, they're made up, they're make-believe dinosaurs. It's fiction. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't know. People sour on that stuff, but, um, the groundbreaking CGI and the technology that went into this plus, the, like I said, the subtle humor four and a half. I, uh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with a four, 4.25. Um, oh God, math. So uh, that's going to lead us at an 8.75. Nailed it. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very, very good for me. Uh, it just doesn't quite break the mold to get above that. Um, and I, and I can't place why, but again, I mean, it, it's an all timer. It's just like, for me, it's like when I said, like, oh, I want to watch like one of my top movies. This this doesn't make that cut, which is what holds it back from that top upper echelon of higher than like four and a half or better. So, right, right. Uh, so that'll about wrap it up for us on this episode of the producers. Uh, next week, we're going to be doing some type of Halloween ish type movie. Uh, we're not going to try to I don't know if we're going to break into the horror genre that like me and uh, Rotten Jack did on, our, on his fill in episode when Austin was honeymooning. Uh, and we're also doing some of that stuff on common debauchery. So if you're into that mood, uh, watch for our episode tomorrow when we're going to talk about our favorite horror movies and horror characters, but we'll do a Halloween themed movie nonetheless here on the Producers because tis the season. Uh, and we'll, so we're not sure what we're going to do yet, but we'll talk about it. We'll, we'll get it out there and let you guys know. But uh, I almost called you stat man. That's a different show. Uh, <laughs> King, good to have you buddy. Good to be back. Good to be doing it again. We're, you know, we're hitting a good stride here. This is what happens when you have more than one nickname. Like you know what I mean? Like that's I, just listen. I am the nightmare. I am Easy D. I am the Wizard of Jaws. Like I just Wizard of Jaws is my favorite. I know that's probably biased because that's the podcast we're currently on, but that one's my favorite. That's number <laughs> one for me. Uh, and if you guys could see the Zoom call that we're doing right now, usually uh, right now I just have the blur behind me, but usually I have my Wizard of Jaws uh, creation that I made where my and he's like the head the of the Wizard of Oz, right? He's got yeah. flames all around him from the Emerald City. Yeah, so that's. uh Something I, I had fun with doing, but uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Producers is part of the BACBP Radio Network, www.bacbp-radio.com uh, yeah, www.bacbp-radio.com slash producers. Uh, you can catch us every Monday 
Find us on Facebook, like, follow, share, subscribe. Uh, you can find us both on social media if you'd like. Austin doesn't use his much. I use mine way too much, so it about evens <laughs> out. But, uh, you know, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and anywhere else you get your podcasts from. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And uh, if you guys like what we're doing, reach out, let us know. You know every click, every like, follow, share, and subscribe helps us grow our audience more and more, which we are on a solid growth path. We'd like to get bigger and bigger and better and start rivaling some of the other shows on the network. Uh, and we can only do that with you guys. So thanks for listening. Get it out there. And uh, anything else for the good order there, bud? No, sir. I think we're good. All right. So uh, much like the dinosaurs, we are out. Oh, you didn't know? Yo ass better call somebody! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, the BICBP Radio Network proudly brings to you its podcast tag team champions of the world, the Nightmare Derek Jaws, Rotten Jack Gene Williams, the host of Common Debauchery. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for you.